Hey, America. Start, Start listening, listening now. now. It's another preview episode, everyone. Yeehaw. Uh, they keep on coming. We're back. Yeah. In honor of our guest this week, who sang Here I Stand and You, we'll be going over our favorite eyes who stood and our favorite yous and answering the question, why are they me? Derek, roll the music. And welcome to another You episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, the country that wishes it was a little bit taller. I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. And I'm Daddy. I just taller. saw a tweet. Yeah, that that the, uh, that song, I Wish, by Skilo is like 28 years old today, something like that. Oh, oh boy. So oh, sorry about how old you all are. That's uh, right. That's I wish I had a girl. Version. I can call her. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, uh, so as I guess as I try to put more wrinkle cream on my face to uh, you know stave off the inevitable, mm -hmm. uh, shall I just launch into the socials then? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you can find us on you. all the <laughs> you can find us on all of the standard social media outlets: Twitter, Facebook, all of those good places. Uh, just look for us at One Two Points USA. Just email us directly at Twelve Points from America at gmail.com if you'd like to reach out to us that way. Uh, for all of the folks listening to us on Switch Radio Europe, we are so happy that you decided to tune in and uh, join us in our tomfoolery. If you'd like to support us directly, you can find us on Patreon uh, for all sorts of exclusive content and just a little bit early access to all of our normal content, too. Uh, so we are so, so excited for this week. It's week number four of our Eurovision 2023 previews, and we have got friend of the show... Vassal Garvanliev, welcome. Welcome back to 12 Points from America. Hi, everybody. Very, very glad to be here. And we're in the same time zone, which is... Miraculous. It's, big. it's miraculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, we are we are recording this at a reasonable hour because uh, you have, you, you've actually moved stateside. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, in Chicago. So I've been here over a year now. Fabulous. And, and you grew up, you know, you had some of your yeah. earliest musical experiences with the Children's Choir in Chicago. So this is really... Full really circle. Full circle. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. That's be so what have you been up to since we saw you on stage in, in Rotterdam? Rotterdam, whew, it's been a roller coaster. That first summer, lots of performances in Europe, and then was invited to be part of the Eurovision Songwriting Camp, which mm. happened at the Black Sea. So it was interesting. It was Victoria and I, the two singers there, kind of testing out, and they brought a lot of teams of songwriters from everywhere. And I ended up being part of a team and they said, hey, we really loved what you did for Here I Stand. Can you write something about <clears throat> love was the topic? And I was like, okay, can you write a song? And the moment they said that, I don't know why this came in my mind and wrote this song for what I thought would be one girl. And then fast forward a few months later, they ended up choosing my song for Junior Eurovision. So that was next. And then after that, before I got chosen, I moved, came to Chicago to record my EP. So it was, I've been working on that for about, well, about a year now. And then life kind of did a complete turnaround where when you least expected, love knocked on the door. And uh... it's all of my plans. So <laughs> here I stand, a different man. Um, unintended. So that's been great. And then in the process of shifting status and everything to, because now I want to stay here. It's been amazing because it's been a creative 
kind of like life turned into a creative hub where I'm working on the next three big projects. And finally putting the, the biggest one is an album where I'm bridging all of my worlds of music that I've done. So that's something that is in the works and it will be recorded with an orchestra. So that I'm very, very excited mm. to get on its oh, feet. That's really exciting. Finally, finally share kind of my life through song. And this meaning original music, standards, classical music, and Balkan music. So I'm kind of bridging elements, instruments to, to create a very unique sound. Oh, that's fabulous. So for folks who, who want to follow any updates on, on the launch of this, this project, uh, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you and, and, and keep in touch? the best is Instagram, Basil G. Basil G. So as somebody who's been in Eurovision as a singer, as a backing performer, as a songwriter for Junior, as we look forward to 2023, what piece of advice and words of wisdom would you give to an artist who is about to face this mountain of, <laughs> of an experience? Uh, take a second to breathe and live in it. It goes so fast that literally by the time you step off stage, you're on the plane to go home and you're like, what just happened? And mm. that happened in Tel Aviv. It's my situation is unique. And I'll probably, probably say out of all of the contestants, the most unique because I was part of the canceled one. Then Rotterdam, which was still not a, a real Eurovision, but not a real Eurovision. You know, we were mm -hmm. comparing to Tel Aviv. We had no time to, no chance to socialize. We weren't allowed to go outside. So, you know, it's, it's a completely different, but it's stay in the present and make time for yourself wherever, because it's a whirlwind. And it goes by so fast. Just stay in the present. It's fantastic advice. It's it's honestly something that kind of goes unheeded because it's you think it's such a long process between the songwriting and everything, but you mm -hmm. you blink and suddenly it's three years later. <laughs> and yeah. so, uh, unfortunately, we had the news this year that uh, North Macedonia has decided to take a break from the competition. Hopefully, it's just a short term break. Hopefully, uh, and hopefully, we'll see them in the future. Uh, uh, did you have any 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 comments or or you know point of view on? on that or wanted to touch on that at all? or you know, I love that they started a process last year and I was looking forward to this year, them having a festival because there is no music, real music platform in Macedonia. And that's the sad, sad truth of it, where it's people are spreading out in the Balkans to do these things. And the fact that they had a selection, it allowed artists to submit their music. So you kind of got to know new artists, which is great. And mm. I believe in a process. You know, I'm one of those where I'm like, hey, let it, let it be and let, let people vote because that's, that's what you know, what touches. So an energy doesn't lie once you get on that stage. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see them in 2024 with a full national process. Because yeah. also it's a great opportunity for, for fans who, not necessarily, who don't necessarily know a ton about the music of a certain nation. Mm -hmm. We not only see a single artist representing a country at Eurovision, but we have the opportunity to kind of dig in a little bit more and see those national finalists that might not have had the chance yeah. to go to the the international level. And I know that some of my favorite Eurovision acts have been ones that haven't actually made it to Eurovision. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we'll see more, more Macedonian artists get that platform in the future. Hope so. So why don't we roll over and get ready for this year's contest and look at some of the songs from this year? Are we, are we ready to, to sharpen our blades and sharpen our tongues and, and get ready for this, this crop for this week? Oh uh, boy. 
All right, just as a little bit of a preview, today we are going to be talking about Norway, Ukraine, Slovenia, Moldova, Portugal, and Australia. But let's start things off, like I said, with Norway. Uh, opening up the first semifinal, I think it's appropriate that we give Alessandra, Queen of Kings, her moment. Uh, so, Derek, why don't we play a quick clip of Queen of Kings? All right, and that is Alessandra from Norway with her song Queen of Kings, opening up semifinal one. Uh, she is originally actually from northern Italy, not super far from Turin, a little bit closer to the coast. Uh, but she moved to Norway back in 2021 to uh, get closer to some of her family, as well as to continue her musical education. Uh, in 2022, she took part in The Voice of Norway, making it all the way to the live shows. Uh, but this is really sort of her breakout uh outside of that that sphere of uh, of the voice. Um, so Vasil, as our, our guest of honor, what do you think of Queen of Kings? I think it's fire. If I had a word to say that, that it's, she is fire. She's very powerful. So you saw that she has that, and I keep talking about that energy. She reaches people, or I think she, she reached me in that. And it's, it doesn't hurt that the song is an earworm. You cannot, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the moment you hear it, it's the one. And I heard all five uh, today right before this again. And one, two, I hadn't heard before. So I'm very, very excited to see. And this is one mm. song where once I hear it, I don't stop singing it. So that would be my little bit on. <laughs> <laughs> I I find it impeccably catchy. Like like you said, the structure, that, that rolling kind of rhythm that you get in the chorus is is something that is almost surgically precise in order to just reach that little part in your brain that kind of hooks you in and doesn't let you go. I, my, my pause that I have with this song is that it reminds me of the songs that I love from Eurovision 10, 15 years ago, that there is something enjoyable and classic about that. That's what I, that's the kind of music that I learned to love Eurovision with, but it's sort of like part of me wants something more almost innovative or, I don't know. I think I, I think maybe I'm just comparing things unfairly to Subwoofer, which is just so completely out of left field and literally out of this world, uh, for better or for worse. That I I was hoping for something a little bit more more innovative, and this is sort of classic classic Eurovision. And part of me is really really dragged into it and really kind of hooked in, and part of me is sort of like, okay, that's over. What's next? Because I like songs personally that really push an envelope and really go that next step. Derek, what do you think? How, you know, where are you falling on this one? My biggest takeaway from this is Alessandra is clearly a star. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. she's so young and she looks so confident and she just kind of dominates the stage when she's out there. She hits those notes and I'm just, it's, I'm just kind of blown away whenever I see these young people come out and they're just like so talented. And I think she does a really good job of, like you said, I think the song is okay, but I think she really elevates it. She brings mm -hmm. a lot. She makes you watch her. Oh yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I'm so curious to see where her career goes from here. Cause I'd love to see what else she can do. Uh, I think it's, it's such a weird song cause it gets your attention immediately. And it, it has like complete control at that point. Like, I don't look away from this when it comes on. 
And I think that's really going to do her a lot of good uh, come showtime. I think I wish, yeah, I wish the lyrics were a little bit more interesting, I guess is the word. It just kind of, when you break it down, it, it it's a little simple. Um, it's aggressively feminine, which is kind of a weird thing to say. Fine um, by me. <laughs> no, I totally yeah, what, appreciate that. And what are you saying? A couple of songs. <laughs> well, like when you think of like more feminine songs, you think of like more delicate stuff, like "Proud" or "Better Love," which are also very feminine, but also but a little bit more delicate. And this feels very aggressive. Like she's coming for you. <laughs> she's gonna fight you. And I, she's I the Queen like of that. Kings, I, and now you're all gonna die. It's. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. It's like I get that sort of. I keep thinking Game of Thrones whenever I hear this, and I'm like, okay, so it's actually Cersei Lannister, particularly. That's <laughs> That's sort of that, 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 yeah. Or uh, what's her name? Brienne of Tarth. There we go. It's Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, I, I think this one's really, really cool. I think uh, I think Norway's got a good track record. That's going to keep up. I don't know where this is going to end up, but I, I definitely see this qualifying easily. Left side of the table. For, I mean, most likely top 10. I don't know. Much higher, but yeah, that's that's I really really solid. Eric, hi, hi, hi. All right, <laughs> very subtle. Here come yes. here come the the fireworks. Not really. Okay, uh, it's <laughs> when we were talking about Riley from Denmark. Uh, a few folks said that like I feel like I'm just not the audience for this, and I that's kind of how I feel about this song, and I don't know why. Because it's the sort of thing I like, I think. Maybe it still just needs to click. Like if we'd recorded this a week later or something, I would have been like, yep, I get it now. It's cool. But I'm I'm not there yet. And I, I have a hard time pinning down why I'm not totally sold on it. It's fun. I, I like the, the messaging of it. Her performance is, is stellar. She's great. Uh, who would have thought that what the Norwegians needed was an Italian? <laughs> <laughs> We always well, said that about, it. oh, you know what the Greeks need? A nice Scandinavian. Yeah, yeah. A, a Norwegian gal. And it worked out very well for them. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's very tailor-made for, uh, for a Eurovision stage, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's going to get people going. It's a great opener. Yeah. A really, really great opener. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I agree. Easily through to the final, I think, probably left side of the table. I don't know how high I'd go just think that there there are a few uh some songs we've talked about already some we haven't that i think are just going to take so many televote points mm -hmm. uh that and i i i'm not sure that this is quite going to be on that on that level uh but it's a fun song and it's my own personal failing i think for not being as into it as uh as everybody else so i'm sorry everyone i I'm letting, <laughs> letting you all down uh danny what there, do you think? you you will be shot. Uh, don't worry. Uh, um, I, I, I kind of have to side with the fact that I, I, I'm not in love with this song, but by no means is this in the bottom half of all of the entries this year. Um, I'm glad to see Norway continuing the proud tradition of really maximalist entries in the Eurovision Song Contest. Like every single song that they've sent over the past six or seven years seems to really be like, they're waiting for the ball to come right across the plate and they are going to swing as hard as they can. Mm. And this, this song feels like just the hardest swing of all of them in recent memory. Um, uh, I appreciate this song too, because it has a bombasticness that is kind of hard to resist. 
Like this song really is just a baseball bat being swung at your head really, really hard. I, I love the lyric, she will be the warrior of the North and Southern Seas. Yeah. It is so campy. This is so extreme. Like, even if you wind up not liking this song, you have to appreciate the bonkers maximalism that this song is going for. I, I'm in love with that aspect of it. Like you guys, there is a part of me that can't totally get into it. And I'm not exactly sure why. Perhaps it's just not for me. Or perhaps it's that this uh, this week we will be talking about one of my favorite Eurovision entries that I've ever seen in the contest. Uh, but mm. I don't know. Next to next mm. to that, it's tough. It's tough for this to compete for my favor. Would you say that it is a bat? Bat to the head. Bat to the head. Bat to the bat head. To the, yes, it is. <laughs> it's a big old bat. Ned is like hitting the way in the that head. that like fossil. Oh, you are so head. right. Like the rhythm of that chorus is unbelievable. It is. Dun, 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 dun. It really is like Game of Thrones. Like you can't resist it. You can't resist it. Her name is oh, so good. Her name is she. 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 Right. Her name is bat she. To the head. Yeah, we better get out of here. We better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any, any, us for the next 30 minutes. Any final thoughts on Norway before we move on to our next song? It'll be great live. That's the one yeah. thing. So the, the one thing, good thing, the song, I agree with everything you're saying, that energy, especially as a starter, that's what people, once it's done, even though she's, they will remember her. So that's yeah. the one thing oh, yeah. that it's kind of like, what was it? I think it was Shum. We have this. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, like, but that, like, I get goosebumps even thinking of it when, when you're in there, you're like, what is that? Like, it's it's out of this world. So that's the thing where the lucky ones who are in the arena will get a very very special treat for that. Somebody say the lucky one. The lucky one. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh no! It. Oh no! Stop it! Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> <laughs> one last thing on this one too. This one has a lot of momentum going into the contest. The online response to this has been incredibly positive. People love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just everywhere I go, they're talking about Norway and others, but Norway's always at the top of the list, near and the top anyway. Because of the voting this year, you know? That's, yeah. I think that mm -hmm. will also change the game. So it's oh, yeah. going to be very, very curious to see. Could be good or could be bad, you know? That's yeah. where... Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think in a semifinal that is 100% public televote based, that's going to serve the song very, very well as such a bombastic, catchy, just, again, surgically precise mm -hmm. package. Yeah, I think this is going to be very, very difficult to ignore. Shall we roll on to song number two? Oh, yes. All blur? right. Uh, ooh, woo <laughs> um, <laughs> Remind me never to make that joke again. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, so our next song, we're actually going to jump right to the final, uh, slot number 19 in the final, in fact, uh, where we know that Tvorchi, Heart of Steel, the hometown, not in its hometown entry representing Ukraine, uh, will be performed, uh, one of our automatic qualifiers. Uh, Derek, let's hear a clip of that. No matter how bad someone's listening, don't get what you say, yeah, yeah. All right, so that is Torchi with Heart of Steel representing Ukraine. Uh, in a normal year, this would have been literally the hometown entry. Uh, this year, it's one of, arguably one of two, but certainly uh, honorably representing 
uh, last year's winning nation of Ukraine, automatic qualifier because of that. Uh, they are a duo that formed in 2018 in Ternopil, sort of western Ukraine, not super far from Lviv. Uh, the duo is Ukrainian uh, Andriy Hutsuliak and Nigerian-born Jeffrey Kenny. Uh, their song Bonfire actually came in fourth place in Vidbeer 2020, which was, if you look at that roster, a classic lineup. Uh, their song Heart of Steel was inspired by the defense of the Azovstal Iron and Steel Works during the Mariupol uh, siege last year and just sort of distilled into a three-minute song. Um, if you watch the national final this year, if you haven't, I highly recommend that you find where to do so because you would never expect such an incredible national final to be put together under the circumstances where it was literally in a, a, a tube station far below the city of Kiev. Um, and this is the song that the nation has presented to, to Europe this year. Um, Basel, what do you, what do you think of Heart of Steel? It's okay. So if I said the previous was fire, this to me is epic. It's another epic song. It's, mm -hmm. there's so much in it. They have the fire within. I think it's a very special place that will help them deliver on stage which would be great. I like the song. I like the juxtaposition of it all. I think this will do very, very, very well. Derek, what say you? <sighs> I'm I'm really conflicted on this one, mm -hmm. which is going to be a weird take, but I think Stephania last year was the perfect song kind of by accident for the moment. And it captured everyone's attention. It conveyed a message that, or it took on a meaning that it didn't originally intend and it became something so much larger than it set out to be. And kind of, it's been a, over a year now that this conflict has dragged on and it was a lot of weight to carry into this. And watching that national final is just absolutely inspiring given the circumstances. Like it looked phenomenal on top of everything else. I I didn't know what to expect this year as far as songs go. Like I had all these ideas in my head and this was not what I expected in any way. I think it's really good. <laughs> Danny's shaking his head at me. How dare you, sir? It's, I, <laughs> we'll I get think it's really, we'll get really cool. Uh, you know, I think it's really, really cool. I think my favorite part about it is when he's actually singing in Ukrainian and I suddenly connect with it. But otherwise, I, it almost feels a little too... I know what it's about and the story behind it, but it just tonally, it feels very chill. Like it's the kind of song I'd listen to and just kind of mellow out at the end of an evening. And that just seems weird to me because I feel like I mm. should be hearing a song that's making me angry or like Norway that just gets me out of my chair and ready to fight. So I think this is really good. I think it's going to do well. Um, I don't think we're going to see them win two years in a row, but it's definitely something else. And, that, and that's a personal thing for me. Like, oh, this isn't what I expected. Mm. It's still really good. Eric? Eric? Uh, Derek, who specifically does Queen of Kings make you want to fight? <laughs> uh, Jamie <laughs> Lannister. Nice. Cool. Uh, that's what I thought. As far as this goes, I I really like it. I I really love. I don't. I haven't seen a lot of people talking about it. The staging they went with at at the national final was incredibly cool. Where there a bit of interacting, not really interacting with, but but 
almost like blending in with the the visual effects uh, behind him uh, while while he was singing. I really hope that they keep that about the same. I also really hope that at some point during a commercial break or at some point during one of the live shows that that they talk about and they highlight some of the performances of that national final and and just say, look, this is what you know Ukraine went through to to get this done and and, and send their song. Uh, as far as the song itself goes, I'm a big fan of it. I'm still surprised uh, that they haven't been sued by the weekend yet for uh, completely ripping off the intro to the hills, which is <laughs> they're the they're the same. It's it's ridiculous. It could have been a sample they both have bought, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's I I see what Derek is saying about the the sort of cool demeanor to it but I, it's a vibe i really like i like that there is still a, a a message that resonates and 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 has that kind of connection to what's going on in ukraine right now and i appreciate that it's doing it in a in a bit of a different way as well uh i really like the sound of it uh, it it's really great i <laughs> We've talked so much about the semifinals. I kind of haven't thought about this song in a while uh, because it's uh, <laughs> it's not in it. But nineteenth is a very is a pretty good spot uh, for it for it to be in. And yeah, I, I think it's going to do really well. And it's uh, it's just really cool. It's got a it's just a great vibe. I I really really like the song, Danny. Why don't you like it? I'll tell you why. Uh... <laughs> Uh, this is a, so there's a couple of things that I think are really cool about this song. One is that, um, especially I'm glad that we're talking about it immediately after Norway, because Norway is a kind of song that you 100% expect to see at the ESC. This is a song that you don't, um, this type of laid back hip hop in like infused song. It reminds me of Jeremy McKees's from Belgium last year. Just a little bit in the in the in the tempo and sort of the feel. It never really hits that sort of anthemic blasting point that you kind of expect from a lot of Eurovision song entries. Um, there is, however, this thing that happens with the drum groove where it's like it drags in a way where I can't tell if it's intentional or if it's just him not hitting on the beat. There's a similar thing like right at the beginning of the 1975 Sincerity is Scary where like the melody and all of the parts are sort of dragging weirdly irrhythmically with the drum beat. If it if the design was to get into my head success kudos you got it but it just strikes me as really off kilter. This could just be contributing to the artistic statement of the song, but I, for some reason, I don't think that that's it. Um, it is, I will not argue with you, a cool song. It's just not my kind of song. And I have to wonder if it is a lot of Eurovision watchers kind of song. See, I, I totally get, I, coming back to Derek's point, the idea that a song at Eurovision from a nation currently in a state of conflict and war, you expect a certain vibe sometimes. Um, but I think this vibe does exist in this song. It might not necessarily be a hard hitting, but it's a sense of defiance and stoicism that kind of comes across in this, in this, in this rhythm. It's sort of like we are, we're, you know, 
we're still moving forward. We're still, we're still proceeding. We're still chugging along. And I think that does come through in a way, but you have to take a moment to actually really kind of examine it to see it. It's not to me hitting you over the head with the, you know, I, I, how do I put this? Ukraine doesn't seem to be overtly asking, oh, poor us. It's That's not their style. That's not what they're doing here. And I appreciate that. There are other songs in the national final that were kind of putting through that message, but this is a lot more. We are a nation with incredible culture, a multicultural population with a cool modern vibe in music. We are going through some stuff right now and it does bleed into what we're offering, but it's not everything that we are. And I appreciate the fact that the message is there, but it's not whacking you over the head with it. I find the song engaging. I, I'm with you in the fact that because this is a finalist and also one of the first songs selected in this year's this year's roster, we haven't really been talking about it as much. But I think it is it is solid. I think it is honorable. I think it's beautiful. And it's it's a slow burn, but it's one that I want to see continue to burn and it's that's yeah i i i really really i not just like this i respect this and i appreciate this i i like this and i respect this and it makes me want to follow more about Tvorty's back catalog now that i know that they've got a couple of albums it's it this is the kind of song that makes me want to dig deeper always good yeah. Also, Danny, Danny, that you quoting "Sincerity is scary" is the most Danny thing I've ever. That is the most Danny thing to do on this podcast. Uh, that was. Uh, <laughs> I was really impressed. Hats off to you on uh, on that one. By the way, well done. Just just putting uh, that out there. <laughs> Any other comments on Ukraine before we roll on to our next song? Nah. No, ready to go. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, let's hop over to semifinal two with Slovenia. That's the song is called "Carpe Diem." by Joker out. Let's hear a clip. All right, that was a bit of Slovenia's entry for this year. The band Joker out with their song Carpe Diem, uh, performing in slot number 10 in semifinal two. The band formed in 2016 in Ljubljana. They released two studio albums so far. Major critical and fan success in the Slovene market. They've won the two most recent Golden Flute Awards for Artists of the Year, so it's like their National Music Awards. Uh, they're currently nominated for a third. We are, I think they'll hear in May whether they won their third consecutive Artist of the Year uh, award. But Slovenia, uh, for the first time in a very long time, has opted uh, for a fully internal selection. Uh, and they've gone for possibly their biggest band at the moment. Uh, Vassal, do you think that was the right choice? Or what do you what do you think of Carpe Diem? You know, I do think it was the right choice. Um, I like about it, the energy will get people going. So that's something about this song that I like. Is it my favorite song? No, it is not my favorite song. They're cute. I'm energetic, you know, so that, and you see that, and there's the appeal. Once again, if you touch the audience, doesn't matter what. <laughs> so I think they will do well. It's a very diplomatic 
put it. There you go. Uh, tell us what you really think. Eric, I think you are okay. uh, your turn. Oh, uh, I'm a I'm a fan for sure. Uh, they have a charisma that yes. that you don't always see. Yeah, uh, just sort of a, a fun party vibe. Uh, I, I'm not going to directly compare them to Monoskin, but but they also kind of had that vibe that was just like they're cool and mm-hmm. and and fun and and all that. This is uh, obviously this is not very much like monoskin musically it, it reminds me so much of some of the like early to mid 2000s rock acts like franz ferdinand arctic monkeys uh, the hives if you remember the hives uh, oh yeah it's uh it's a sound I, I feel like i just haven't heard in a in a long time it, is it and and like if take me out by franz ferdinand was is like approaching 20 years old now is this like a oh, throwback God. Is this like retro now? I don't know, but whatever it is, I think it's, I think it's outstanding. I think they're super, super fun. I, I like to imagine that maybe Slovenia was was figuring out, you know, maybe where they were going to do another national final or something, and then, and then they were approached by Joker out, and just thought, well, we can't let any votes screw this up. We're gonna we, yeah. let's let's just let's just go with them. Let them do what they want and and roll with that. And I think I think it was a great choice. I think we talked about this once before on the show that the the, the studio version was out there and it was like yeah, it's pretty good. And then and then uh, and then we saw them do it live. Yeah, they have a national showcase version that's on YouTube as well, mm-hmm. and it. Mm-hmm. And it blows the studio version out of the water. Yeah, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll, Danny. I'll, I'll, I'll. You should continue. Yeah, from that let's just I'm kinda... let's just get to me because no one's gonna have a higher opinion of this act <laughs> on this podcast or in Europe. I'm just gonna say it right now. This song is uh, absolute bullseye for me. It, 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 it can't. It, do, it doesn't get better than this at this contest this year. This, I've ranked this one number one on my Gerber sorter like twice. They are very young, they are very good looking, and they are very talented. They're like the opposite of LPS from last year. Um, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. Well, they were also that's young. That's not fair. LPS was also very young. I was going to say yes. <laughs> but it's crazy to see a, 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 a complete flip. Every year I look for a country that's going to come out of nowhere and deliver us something that's just really great especially from one of these smaller countries that's not one of the powerhouse countries and not one of the old reliables of the contest. Slovenia is is perfect, and they are doing a song like this that's so modern, but you still hear those influences of... I, I was going to bring up Franz Ferdinand exactly. You can hear it. It's so slick. Like... And it's sung in Slovenian, and it has that genuine from the from the native country flair. It ticks so many boxes for me. I can't resist this. And seeing the live performance completely obliterates any doubts that I have about their ability to perform this live and work both a crowd and a camera. It's a shame that they are in semifinal two, ironically, because I think... That semifinal two is full of such wild cards and weirdos that it's like, man, is a is a song like this that is so cool and so straightforward, a, a rock song, is that going to do anything? 
you know, sandwiched well, in between these anthems and these perfectly postured songs is just a song that stands on its own as a great rock song enough. Well, for the record, it is sandwiched between Poland and Georgia, two very, very different songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, two solo females. I think it's going to be fine, Danny. Okay. <laughs> Go, going after Poland feels like a gift. Yeah, uh, I love this song. 10 out of 10. There's nothing I would change. Honestly, I'm kind of ticked at, uh, at at most of you folks for having stolen a lot of my talking points. The fact that this is this this takes a lot of the trajectory that Monoskin kind of laid the path for a couple years ago, and I, I, it's nice to see that their continued success maybe may have been the the impetus for other established acts within a country to say, "Hey, we'll take this shot. We'll we'll give the, we'll give this a try," um, and it's it's. Personally, like this is the kind of stuff that I like to listen to outside of the contest as well. Like if this, I, I'm, I'm again, Eric, you took my mention of, you know, Franz Ferdinand, the hives and all that. Like I could have absolutely seen myself at, you know, my high school age flipping through the, the CDs at Sam mm. Goody. Oh, that takes me back. Sam uh, Goody. Wow, Sam Goody. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> or, or the tower records on. I was going to say tower records. That's much better. That's much yeah. better. I, Sam hey, I. Goody. It was the closest one. Okay. <laughs> but I, I could absolutely see myself flipping through the, you know, the the alt rock albums. It's like, oh, this looks good and and absolutely falling in love with this. And this feels comforting and accessible, but it still is engaging enough to make me want to know more. And again, as a lover of of language at Eurovision, I'm I'm very happy to see them sticking with the Slovene language. Uh you know, as a as a linguistics nut, I'm always happy to see more linguistic diversity at the contest. Uh, this 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 just makes me happy. Simply put, it's you know I love it in studio. I was enthralled by the live performance. Granted, I'm sure that a lot of the you know the attractive young things that were around the band were you know, hey guys, cheer really loud, pretend you love this, even if you don't. I'm sure they love it anyway. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't have to be convinced, but. I'm so looking forward to seeing this live in Liverpool and just really kind of taking in that energy. I really think that the energy from the audience is going to feed into the band. I think the fan, the band is going to feed the energy back to the audience. It's going to be a really fun, fun cycle to see that. I'm not too concerned about their, their position in the final. I think it is just a theme. I noticed looking through the list of all the songs we're doing today is we've seen every single one of these live. And I would argue every single one of these sounds better live than the studio version. Oh, yeah. Every single one mm -hmm. of them, I think really takes it up to another level once it's on stage and they're really selling those vocals. I think in studio, this song is good, but watching them perform it, I'm, it's just amazing. They're so charismatic. They, they just they connect with the crowd. How do you that good so young? How are they that good already? Like, you can't teach put it. put in like... the effort. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes you just get it. Yeah. yeah. They did the work. I mean, that's all there is to it. Somewhere along the line, they did everything right. They found each other. They gel. They make the music. It, it feels kind of odd because now we have other rock groups that compare them to. And even one today. <laughs> but... Ah, these guys, they just, they're magnetic in a way that I think a lot of bands kind of struggle with and just looking at them, man, they just, they look down the camera and they connect and that's going to get them so far. I think mm. I'm really excited to see this one. I think even with basic staging, I think they could really sell it. I don't think there's a lot they have to do. All they got to do is have that same platform they had at the 
at the national showcase and they're good it's a shame they can't invite the audience up on stage to surround them while they're up on a little plinth or something yeah because <laughs> that would be the best way to do it well, like lavenda do you think they could the descend national. into the audience like do you because i don't know remember when hungry what was that why do i always oh, yes. forget that, oh, that's yes because yes, he like did the whole like you know he was one step away from doing a stage dive at the con contest in 2018 how much mm -hmm. are they allowed to actually descend into the crowd uh i feel like we have seen stage dives before i think latvia 2013 may have been the first one but it's very controlled i think they're specifically caught by you know stage hands and 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 security folks you obviously mm -hmm. in a television show you have to have a decent yeah, amount some of plans control. yeah some control my if only had someone we could ask. <laughs> if only there was someone who had been at the contest before. <laughs> <laughs> Little inside information: You in 2020 was supposed to end up in the audience. The last oh, one. Really? I started on the big stage. Then I was supposed to bridge out to the small stage, and then the last little thing when the, the girls busted out, I am down with, and we had a signature dance move that we wanted the audience to do. So that would have been. In the audience. Oh, so, man. oh wow. my gosh. So the potential did, did, is there. Did you consider carrying that over for Here I Stand? <laughs> <laughs> Just blinding everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well. well, here I stand in the middle of the audience. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I did. Oh. Uh, yeah. So. I, I mean, before we, oh, yeah. before we go yeah. on. Sorry, go, going back to them, the power here, like Maneskin, is that they're authentic, they're singing in their language. And to me, Maneskin has, I was going to say had, has fashion about them. These boys have the sex appeal, where it's, you know, it's just, it just, once again, go, you reach the audience, get them engaged, that clap and that's, I mean, it's, it's insta there. So I'm not worried about them at all. And I despite, mean, you're despite the place, they are winners with, what they are presenting. You're so. right. They had they have a very fashionable look. Monoskins was sort of like mm -hmm. aggressively counterculture and that worked. These guys are very mainstream while still looking very cool. Uh-huh. Mm. And oh, I also appreciate yeah. the fact that they are they are a young act, but they are very, very established. I actually received an email from the Slovenian delegation uh, just a couple of days ago talking about some of their upcoming gigs, like they their life after Eurovision. What? Um what do I get well, on that first, list? I didn't get well, an email about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Well, first, uh, later this week, uh, between the Barcelona preview party uh, and the release of Carpe Diem's English version and the Polish Eurovision preview party, they will be in Liverpool filming their next music video with Elvis Costello. What? Oh. Yeah. yeah. And then later on, after Eurovision, later this uh, uh, this May, they will be performing in Croatia at a festival with uh, the Prodigy and other and other well-known acts. Uh, Eric, Danny, uh, they'll be they will be performing on June twenty eighth in Serbia with the nineteen seventy five. Oh. What on earth? What's going on? What Dan Danny's gonna a strategy that That's is right. Right. All right. <laughs> cancel yeah. all plans. I know. We're now. <laughs> Like, sorry, I have to go to Serbia for a thing. Sorry. Next stop, Belgrade. Yeah. Yep. Holy cow. All right. Wow. So <laughs> on that yeah. note, uh, are we ready to move on to our next song then? We'd better. Yeah. All right. Before we completely go off the rails here. All right. Uh, 
we go back over to semifinal number one, where we find Pasha Parfeni, a returning artist representing Moldova. This year, his song, Suarele Shiluna, The Sun and the Moon. Derek, let's hear a clip. <laughs> All right, so that is Moldova's Pasha Parfeni with Suarelechi Luna, which means the sun and the moon, uh, performing at the 10th position in semifinal one. Pasha is a returning artist. He actually represented Moldova back in 2012, same year as Lorien, so that'll be an interesting uh, reunion. Uh, his song Lautar came in 11th place. Uh, he actually returned the following year as a songwriter and backing performer uh, for Aliona Moon and her song Umie, which also came in 11th place. Uh, he's also been in a number of other Moldova national finals, 2010, 2011, 2020. And on top of that, he's the former lead singer of Sunstroke Project uh, from 2008 to 2009. So huh. he's been all over the Moldovan music scene for quite a while. Uh, but let's talk about Suarele Luna. Vasil, let's start with you. So this is the one that I mentioned that I hadn't heard. So I heard it today for the first time. Can I sing it back to you right now? No, I can't. So I think that would, I was really hoping you would. That would be an answer for that. But, you know, I like it. Not my cup of tea as far as song go. And I always love when I watch or see an artist for the first time, I love to just skim it and see what words come through. I don't know why. I did get Laureen vibes from him as a male version. Something about watching that live performance is like, oh, why am I thinking of her watching him sing? So that was interesting. And I didn't know about them doing it together. So it's that I found. I remember writing that down. I'm like, okay, that was interesting that that's the first thought I had. So hmm. that's all I got about that. It's fate, kismet, that they're, that they're reunited. <laughs> yeah. Danny, I believe we start off with you this round. We do start with me. So this is a, a, our proud entry in Respecting the Elder Gods, which there must be an entry at every Eurovision. Um, in terms of that hyper-specific genre's past history, this may be my least favorite, but I don't hate it. Uh, I mean, it's a genre that also includes Spirit in the Sky. It includes Shum. It includes mm -hmm. uh, Fulen from last year, which I feel like I was the only evangelist for. I loved that song, and it got absolutely just, just that crapped song was on. Great. Just crapped on in the final in the votes. Um, um, <sighs> Uh, we'll, France will do a little bit better this year, I think. Um, I like this song. It has all of the ethnic flair that I like. Um, I sometimes pull it up, uh, but I think the performance is really weird. And just being being weird and having a lot of fun with it, like, uh, uh, what can you say? It's a, it's a genre that I love, adore, and appreciate. I... There's... There's not a ton of depth to explore in this song. And a lot of the time that can be advantageous. And I think it is here. I don't disagree with you, Danny. I find the song fun in the moment. Uh, I keep comparing it to Lautar, which was a song from 2012 that I mm -hmm. absolutely loved. And Pasha is undoubtedly an extremely, extremely... He um, has the he's... gay... He has the, the stage present of like a mesmerist. 
Like, yes. <laughs> there's something very like magnetic about <laughs> him. Vaguely insidious. I love it. He's so engaging and just so engrossing as a performer. I mean, you could tell like he's he knows who he is. He knows how to sell who he is. And it's incredibly hard not to keep your eyes locked on him. The, I find the song enjoyable, but a bit on the repetitive side. I I appreciate the fact that it is undoubtedly Moldovan. Like there are very few other nations of the contest that could ever that could do this. That it is you you know exactly what country this is from the moment that you hear it. Not just in the language, but also in the instrumentation. It's it's Moldova has made their niche at the contest for being undoubtedly Moldova. They're un, un, unsurpassingly, un, unfailingly, unflappingly themselves. And this continues that. I just prefer Lautar. Lautar, and I'm, and I, I'm, obviously it's been 11 years of time has passed. I cannot, it's unfair. I understand this. <laughs> but Lautar had a sense of tongue-in-cheek joy that was so engaging. And just... It was the point of view of a wedding musician who who falls in love with the guest at the wedding who is prettier than the bride and is going to use his trumpet to to seduce the lady. And it's it's just this sort of hey, 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 hey. you haven't seen the before how it looks mm -hmm. the trumpet. It just it's it's but it, it 11 years later, I still grin from ear to ear whenever I think of Lao This one I'm more huh rather than ha. <laughs> And I know that I'm coming from that. Most people watching the show aren't going to have that nugget of knowledge in the back of their heads. It's difficult for me to separate the two. Other people watching may find this engrossing. I just know what could have been. Derek, what about you? I think we all keep touching on this idea that this squarely falls into the... Is this an appropriate word to use? Pagan genre? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and... It's so wild to think that we, we get songs like this pretty regularly and somehow they either kind of knock it out of the park the way Spirit in the Sky did or completely falls apart like Fulen did. Even though I would say Fulen well staged, well performed. Wrong it just didn't resonate wrong, for some reason. This one to me I feel like it's a weaker entry in a lot of the Moldovan songs of late I don't feel like it's like it's it's got the weirdness factor to it. Uh, it's got the kind of weird folk element that it's bringing in. Uh, he's a familiar face. He's trying something really different, and I really appreciate that. If you're going to come back, you know, either do something spectacular, or do something wildly different, and let's see what you can do. But I think like kind of like what Sam said, it feels very repetitive. It feels like it's very formulaic and that traditional pop song structure that we see a lot. And I think what um, Trenaletsu, did I say mm -hmm. that right? Did, was it nailed it? <laughs> it blended these styles so well, and then it just it felt very unconventional, despite being somewhat conventional. And it was a just exciting and fun. And this one, I don't feel like I'm as engaged with it. Like I'm not. Like Trendelitzel, I kind of felt like I was part of the show watching it. And this one, I feel like I'm just an audience member observing. Mm. So, and it's just that weird kind of distance for me. Like it's, it's good. And I think he's a good singer and it's kind of a cool thing to see. But at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, it's over. 
what's the next song? Eric? Well, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I think it's great. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it does the uh, soundtrack to a sacrifice for the dear God thing very well. And uh, yeah, it's, there's repetitiveness to it, but I think it's the sort of song. It has that kind of trance backing to it that, that I think kind of plays well with that. Uh, and it definitely works for me. I will say, I think it's on the bubble to qualify along in semi one along with like eight other countries. Uh, but this has the, this has the disadvantage of having to go right before tattoo. Hmm. So mm. if it's not super memorable, it's going to be out of people's minds very quickly because wow. of what comes immediately after it. That said, we're pretty sure that there's going to be a commercial break there uh, because of <clears throat> Lorene's giant panini press uh, that it's going to take some time to, to get onto the stage and everything. So, who, so I don't know. It's, it's not going to like immediately, immediately proceed tattoo, I guess, <laughs> but still kind of a concern. I think to that, it could get buried. There's just so much going on in that semi. It's it's obscene how much uh, how much quality is is coming from there. But I really do think that this is this is one of the ones that that is contributing to the level of quality there. There's nothing quite like it. It is very Moldovan, uh, as as Sam said. We've talked on this show a lot, but we just love what Moldova do, and <laughs> and this is this is continuing that tradition. It's it's not Trenula tool. That's and that's fine. I, I, I think it's I think it's so so cool and and the the mood is really neat and I'm really excited to see it on stage. It was great. It was great, great, great in the national final. So I, I can't imagine it's gonna we're gonna see too much of a difference from uh, from what we saw there. I would hope not anyway. I you know. All right. Well, in that case, I think we're ready for our next song and let's go basically just about as far west in the contest as we can get until well, until you hit Iceland. Uh, let's talk about Portugal. Our next song is I Curaçao or Oh Heart by Mimi Cat. Let's hear a clip of that. <laughs> And that is a clip of Ai Curaçao from Mimi Cat representing Portugal this year. She is performing in the fifth slot in semi-final one. Her full name is Marisa Isabel Lopes Mena, uh, 38 years old from Coimbra. She actually took part in Festival de Cancel back in 2001 when she was just 15 years old. Uh, she went out by the name Isamena at the time. She didn't make it to the final but she finally makes it to Eurovision over 20 years after her first try. Uh, she's got two studio albums so far, has performed in numerous festivals and concerts across Portugal as well as Brazil. But this is possibly her biggest breakthrough outside of the Lusophone sphere. Uh, so, Vassal, what do you think of Mimi Cat with I, Curaçao? This was the other one that I hadn't heard before, so I heard it for the first time today. She brings on the burlesque. I was like, you go on, girl. So in that sense, I think it's, you can see that she's true to herself. The song is quirky. It might not be everybody's cup of tea. Once again, it's one of those, but I like her. There's something quirky, but I don't know how well she will do. 
in the grouping of everybody around her. But yeah, that first, can I sing it back to you? No, I can't. It's another one of those songs. So for me, oh, that, will I be able to? Nope, is the answer. So there we go. And, it, and it's not just because you don't speak Portuguese or? I'm all, for me, I'm all, whenever I hear a song, <laughs> I always go to the melody anyway. So I... I personally really do love this. Uh, I, I find her very engaging. Uh, I mean, granted, I'm also coming from this being a bit of a Portugal stan. I fully admit my biases. I, I do speak I do speak a fair amount of Portuguese, so I, I understand this. I, I'm into it. The thing that gives me any sort of pause is the fact that Portugal, outside of language, you know, you always know that a Portuguese song is from Portugal. Because mm -hmm. it's always the most Portuguese Portuguese that's ever Portuguesed. It is a picture of Henry the Navigator eating bacalao and pastiche de Belang while sipping a glass of port. Like, you can't get much more Portuguese than Portugal Eurovision. I find it interesting that Ai Curaçao has gone all Moulin Rouge French burlesque, which is fun. It's it's really engaging. I, I find it super sweet and super cute. But I'm like, oh, where's my Portugal? Once I take out my own personal biases of what I expect a Portuguese song to be, I get swept up into the into the energy of it, into the sort of cheeky cheeky attitude of it. I think her vocals are really solid. I think that that uh, I I don't know the musical terms, but those last couple of notes at the end of each chorus, how it builds. At the first chorus, she hits the one high note. At the second uh, second chorus, she hits the second high note and goes beyond it. At the third and final chorus, she repeats it and goes higher and higher and builds to that really epic high note at the end which she blasts out and absolutely rocks. And I get swept up in it. And my curaçao is beating a little bit faster whenever I hear it. So that's me. Again, I fully air my biases of being very pro-Portugal. Derek, what do you think? Uh, I think, yeah, the word, I was trying to think of the word I would use to describe this and you said cheeky. And I'm like, yep, that's the word right there. And I'd also say it's a little bit naughty. And I <laughs> I feel like so many songs try to be kind of safe or family friendly or clean to appeal to more of an audience. And I, I really enjoy it when a song is a little bit naughty or a little bit dirty or a little bit more adult in its themes. And it just it just kind of feels sort of fun and refreshing and exciting. But you know, you feel a little like, oh, you're doing something I shouldn't be doing here. And I think that's really exciting. Um, I love the style of this, just the look of it, that kind of French Moulin Rouge-esque sort of design and just the bounciness of the melody and the way she kind of sings and the way her voice just kind of hops around. And it's really infectious. Like I didn't, I haven't looked up what this, what she's even saying. I have no clue what the lyrics are to this. And yet every time it comes on, I'm just like, yep. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Um. I feel like Portugal's been on a really good streak lately. They've really been doing well the last couple of years. And I'm, I would really like to see that continue without them having to compromise. Cause I feel like they're still staying true to themselves, but you know, the mainstream has finally come around to Portugal. I feel like a Portugal hipster. I love them before they were cool. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. We're all happy for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I really love that, that, the world seems to have really embraced 
the thing Portugal does. Uh, somehow, you know, Salvador came and it just clicked. And and I love that because I love what they do. Uh, the, I love the, the uniqueness of it. It's not entirely differently from what I was saying about Moldova. Uh, unlike Moldova, this does not have to go right before Tattoo. In fact, it has to go right before Ireland. So that's uh, <laughs> key advantage. Uh, mm. That's yeah, advantage Portugal <laughs> on that one. I, I, you know, but I do worry. It, it does have that uh, the little bit of naughtiness that I think is a kind of a double-edged sword, maybe uh, depending on uh, what kind of countries and what kind of sentiments people are looking for in that semifinal. But there's certainly nothing, nothing else at all like it. I think she's great. She's got. I can't remember if we talked about whether or not this counts as tood, but it's it's it, the no. attitude is no. This isn't this is not tood. Not tood. It's not apostrophe tood. All right, fine. Well, it's sauciness. It's yes. It, How it many has, times do we have to explain this to you? At least two. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, Portugal, you're great, and I really hope this continues to work out. And I and the thing is, if it doesn't, I know they're not going to change a damn thing. So, so that's uh, no. that's nice. That's a nice thing about about Portugal. But I, I do really enjoy the way this song is constructed. Uh, the, the what you you only have those 180 seconds, and what you do with them is is a big part of the puzzle for for having a, a big successful song. We're going to talk about that in the next one too, for sure. But I, I really like what they've done with this. I think it was a really great choice. Uh, pour one briefly out for Neon Soho, Endless World. Really like that. Mm -hmm. But you can't win them all. I'm just nervous about it in terms of success. Because I just don't know. It, it, semi one. Semi one is a, just a crazy gauntlet of greatness. And this is also a big part of why it is a crazy gauntlet of greatness. But mm -hmm. something great's not going to make it. And I think it might be this. I'm just not sure. Mm, no. <laughs> Sorry. Danny. Yeah, I was going to say that that's a real tragedy because uh, there's no song like this at the contest. It's in a class of its own. And its tone of cheekiness is also unique to this contest. There's not another one that's going for that sort of uh, very bubbly sexiness. Like, uh, there's a, it's very infectious what she's doing. And it's a shame that it has to go in semi one when it's going to get absolutely suffocated by a lot of other great songs. A song like this ought to be, you know, protected by UNESCO or something, like just to ensure that it goes <laughs> through to the next round. Because something like this is, uh, is a level of unique, of, uh, of cultural genuineness that I want and hope to see progress uh sometimes you just don't get the luck of the draw on the year that you decide to send it to eurovision sometimes sweden decides to send lorraine again i really like this song i love her performance i love everything about it it's just a tragedy that it's gotta gotta exist this year <laughs> it should be noted that where it is in the running order it's immediately after latvia Sudden Lights with Aya, and before, as we mentioned, Ireland. So it's a very upbeat belter of a song between two more low to mid-tempo entries. So it, Yeah, it, it has every chance to stand out, for sure. 
All right. Have we all spoken our piece about Mimi Katz and her heart? I I didn't know she wasn't actually a cat. That was disappointing. Oh, you know that live animals aren't allowed on Eurovision stages. You know that. I guess so. Sorry. Eh, you know. Wait, can they have dead ones? Um, <laughs> we've this is the third time we've talked about dead things on stage. Asked about dead year. people, never about animals. Yes, I know, could but they, like, uh, okay, could they bring like a, a, a like a, a taxidermy and just kind of <laughs> go across the stage for Moldova? <laughs> Somebody is <laughs> there. Oh, hello There's there. Though, Ooh. Ooh, we haven't had a lot of dogs on the show. Yeah, we're well, very cat. Very. Dog. Chill. Well, it introduce us. <laughs> Christina, meet everybody. Oh, Christina. Christina, X Tina. Oh. Yes, Aquafina. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 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 He oh. likes Portugal. You like Portugal? <laughs> Australia? Do you like Australia? Hmm? Anywho. Let's talk, let's talk <laughs> about Australia then, just as Christina would have wanted. Uh, all right, so our last song of the lineup for today is Voyager with their song Promise, representing the aforementioned Australia. Let's hear a clip. All right, that is Australia's Voyager with Promise. They are going to be performing in slot number 16, closing out semifinal two, uh, which face it, let, that means that if they qualify and end up pulling the first half of the final, they will probably be opening the show on Saturday. Hmm. Congrats we'll on cross that. that. We'll cross that bridge when they come to it. Anyway, the band formed back in 1999 in Perth. They've released seven studio albums since then. Uh, they took part in the national final last year with their song Dreamer, which came in second place. But they've been trying to get to Eurovision basically since they debuted in 2015. Uh, fun fact, I think we've mentioned it on the show before. Lead singer Daniel Estrin, not only is he a great vocalist and a dab hand on a guitar, uh, he's also a highly regarded immigration lawyer. So uh, keep that name in your Rolodex just in case you need to move to Australia for reasons. If you find yourself in Perth, call up Daniel Estrin. All right. Vassal, what do you think of our last song of the lineup? You know, I like it. It's interesting how um, this genre, especially it's an epic song. I like the epicness of it, and I think it will do very, very well. My ear, when I first heard it, not knowing about them, I don't know why I wanted a female voice in there. Hmm. Where I'm like, I, hmm. I just hear the soaring. I guess it would be like Kaino-ish, where I'm like, where is she, she going to sing? A, something about me in that to elevate it. I don't know why I hear. So that was, if anything, I would insert to elevate it even more. That was where my mind, I don't know why. You're one. right. It Heard does it. need joiking. <laughs> I I'm like I'm like now mentally trying to plug in like my favorite female rock voices to see who would absolutely own this. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna have a very fun th thought experiment uh the rest of this evening, I think. Yeah. Derek, I think you are starting us off on our last go-round here. <sighs> I do quite like Australia in general. I think they bring something really interesting to the show every year. I feel like they've gotten diminishing returns as the year has gone by. And if this is their last year, 
and I hope it isn't, but I certainly think that they're not going to go out quietly. And I really appreciate that. This song is a lot of things. It kind of starts out one way and then it becomes something else and then something else and then something else. And it just keeps evolving. And I don't feel thrown by it. Like we've had other songs that have been like Frankenstein stitched together genres that just kind of whip you around. This one, I, I like the way that it builds on itself. And by the end of it, you're suddenly like, oh, this is, I forgot what we started with because we're here now. It's not my favorite Australian song that they've ever sent. I think it's really good. I think they're going to be fantastic in the auditorium. I think they really, just like watching their national final last year, they really love their audience and they really reach out to them and get them screaming and get them excited. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch, even if you're watching it on TV. Uh, I think the song itself, I'm not a hundred percent sure what it's about. (laughs) And it does that thing that kind of bothers me when he opens the song says, you ever done anything like this before? And my immediate reaction is always, what's this? What? Like sing a song? Play a guitar on a mountain, sir. I know. (laughs) But it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I want to be grounded from the get go. And he's kind of starting off with sort of this vague thing. And then it kind of gets its footing and moves from there. But it's just kind of a weird opening for me that always sticks me. I got, I hope they don't draw first half because if they have to open with this, that'll be, I don't think they deserve that. Yeah. The same death now that Chekia got. Oh, I'm yeah. still, still sad about that and angry, frankly. Justice for Domi. Yeah. For sure. It's not an opener. Eric. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How you been doing? Oh, the song. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's great. Uh, it's fantastic, actually. I, I, I think. This is maybe the first prog rock song at the contest. Maybe I can't think of any others, but I, uh, Sam, uh, you're the the walking encyclopedia on this. You might have to go back to the seventies. I feel like some people might see, um, maybe back in, back when Yugoslavia was still a United nation. I feel like some people have referred to that as sort of a proto prog rock entry. Oh yeah. And yes, was in Eurovision. Forgot about that. Really. Yeah, that up that 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 edition of of Eurovision that lasted for three hours, just yeah. on one song. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing about prog music is it is antithetical to a contest where songs are three minutes long, and I really think it's a remarkable achievement that they managed to kind of have that those prog vibes. The fact that it seemingly kind of changes vibes multiple times over the course of the song within that three minutes by infusing just a bit of like the philosophy of pop music and, and incorporating that into their style. I really think they did an incredible job of that. And I respect it so much for that alone. But in addition to that, I think the song is awesome. I I think the, the band is immensely talented. They're amazing performers. I don't know. Have we seen them play this one live I at, am at the sure. time of recording. I don't think we have, we saw them do dreamer, the song from the national final last year. And it was amazing. And I do so believe I, that they I will really... be, they will be doing some of the preview parties uh, later on. I don't think they were at Barcelona, but I think they will be some of the other ones. So we will have a Excellent. chance to see them do this live. 
Good, good, good. And I, I, I'm not worried about that. They're they're seasoned performers, uh, seasoned to the point where they formed in 1999. Uh, at mm-hmm. the start of 1999, three of the members of Joker Out hadn't been born yet. Oh God, I feel old. <laughs> so that's a fact that I taught you. This is <laughs> this is this is so great. And like as we've said with some of the other acts that we've really praised and shown excitement for they know how to play the game they love eurovision they they know how to to really get into that ecosystem and and foster a fan base and and love and, and so on and so forth they just seem super fun i i desperately want to talk to these guys and just talk to them about seven string guitars and how how you work a prog song in down into th- three minutes just pick their brains on music and on i don't know immigration law when else am i going to get to do that so no this is fantastic it's it's one of my favorites for sure uh i think it should do very well in the semi i think it'll be through to saturday i'm not sure how it does in the final derek you had mentioned that australia has struggled a bit over the last the last few years and it's not because the songs weren't good I, Derek I remember sitting next to you during Sheldon Riley's performance and, and he took an already amazing vocal to another level and we were both like holy crap like he he is singing this like his life depends on it and then the public just didn't care and it was heartbreaking but I promise it's going to be alright Danny say some words I'm going to be disappointingly succinct with this one. Mm. Uh, this is a song that I know slaps uh, literally uh, on the bass because it's prog rock. Um, I I can't like it because it's just not what I like. I don't know. Is is this is this a thrilling and twisty turn of events coming from the guy who absolutely loves Joker out? Like I don't, it's not it's not my cuppa. Well, Eric really likes Joker out too, but so I can't I can't account for it. Uh, uh, my taste is not diverse enough to extend into this very niche genre, this non mainstream genre that they obviously excel at. It's not for me though, and one has to worry. Is it also not for Europe? Like, you know, we have seen that, you know, Finland sure is going to give a a healthy amount of points to something like this because Finland has established themselves as the weirdo rockers of Europe. Uh, But uh, it's a this is a song that I will root for, but I might not vote for if that makes any sense. No, it makes sense. And I think that it's it's sort of unfair to lump this in with joker out and all the other quote-unquote rock bands that are this year because rock is such a broad broad field it's not one single genre there's so many different sub genres and moods that something that you absolutely love that would be considered rock by some you may absolutely hate another song that would also be considered rock by some it's it's a just like pop you know there's a million different kinds of pop and the different styles and moods and influences it's a wide sea um personally what I look for in a Eurovision song is engaging personality, something immediately catchy, anthemic, something original and different, something that pushes an envelope, something you're not going to see elsewhere. 
And this ticks all of those boxes for me. And I absolutely adore it. And this, I, I mean, my mood changes as often as the wind, but this might be within my top three personally for this year. And maybe there's also the part of that underdog story of wow. an act that has tried so much to finally make it to Eurovision and here they are. And they, there's a, there's that narrative as well that might not come across at the actual show itself, but it, I know it's there. It's, it's like the whole Lautar situation and, and Moldova that we talked about before. It's hard for me to separate that. It's like we were saying before about swinging for the fences and, and being ambitious and that might not appeal to everybody, but it's a heck of a lot better than just shrugging your shoulders and trying to play to the middle. And I love and respect the song because of it. Love the risks. Anything else to be said about Australia before we have our little wrap up here? I just think it'll Please be come back. Wow. <laughs> Going to all of them, I do think removing the jury part of the semifinals. Mm -hmm. will affect and a lot of bands who might go on that authentic artistic if somebody's not educated in in the backstories of which a lot of people won't be that's mm -hmm. these groupings when it's just based on audience and televote it'll be interesting to see who who will reach and tap the screens it's so true it's so true and it's it, I mean, as somebody who loves crunching the numbers and seeing the statistics, mm -hmm. I'm really going to miss having, you know, seeing the, the way that the jury voted versus the public. I, I, I don't know if the EBU is mandating that a country still sends a jury just in case there's some sort of an issue with a televote or if you're a nation like yeah. San Marino that wouldn't hit a, a televote threshold and there still be a jury. I don't know if they're going to have those numbers locked away in some dark back storage yeah. cabinet in Geneva somewhere. Uh, but I think I may have to break into that cupboard at some point. Yeah, um, This would be the weirdest spy movie ever. All right. So those are our songs for this week. Uh, again, just to refresh our memories, we had Norway, Ukraine, Slovenia, Moldova, Portugal, and Australia. Let's go around and say what our, our least favorite of the week was and again it's it's so it's hard to say and it's again not a not a personal insult you know it's it, we're splitting hairs this week i think and I then we'll this, come around and say our favorites this week is tough because there's no one to bully hmm. <laughs> the past couple of weeks we've had at least someone that we can all pile on but this one's hard also guest of honor what was your the one that didn't tickle your fancy as much as the others. Moldova. Moldova. <gasps> surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm I'm going to have to say Norway. As much as I like her, the song doesn't push the envelope as much as I would like it to. Again, she's lovely. It's just not the one for me. Derek, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to have to say Moldova, too. I love you guys, but... Eric? Because it hasn't clicked for me, like I said, I am also going to say Norway. Oh, just not quite there with it. Yeah, that's right. Two <laughs> votes for Norway, two votes for Moldova. Danny, break settle the this. tie. I can't break the tie because shockingly, I'm, I have to say Ukraine. <gasps> oh. I, I, I get 
Moldova even a little bit more than than I than I get Ukraine. Brutal. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, let's let's end this on a positive note. Fossil, what was your favorite this week? Norway. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's great. That's the Sorry. first time I think we've had a we've had a song that showed up in both. Uh, in, in right. the, and, and as as long as we've got you, I, I do want to ask, are there any others that we didn't talk about tonight that you're really into right now? From this year? I love the production of Sweden, actually. It's interesting. When I hear all of them put it, something about that sound is in there that's thick. Yes, is it Madonna and Winner Takes It All put into one? Yes, it is. <laughs> something oh about gosh, it, right? frozen. it's frozen and Winner Takes It All. But it doesn't. something about the production of that, to me, stands out. We'll see how it goes. I do think it's going to be the Battle of the Ladies mm. or the top. Be a few ladies. I'm curious to see what Israel does live on stage. Well, they can't actually bring out a live unicorn for a couple of reasons. No, we you know. Can't, but no, sadly, find no. a way. So taxidermy, however, maybe Ooh, taxidermy horse. Ooh. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> um, <laughs> Dangling like a pinata. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh no! Okay, Israel, yeah. please do not do that. Do not do that. Um, Think about oh, it. Gosh. Israel, please do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the right, song ends uh, with her climbing into it just up to her waist. Oh, and then it no. lifts back like up a into centaur. the centaur. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. We've, it'll be solved, gonna... we've solved Israel's staging. Call us. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay, Sam, what's, what's your favorite from the week? Is it Norway? Honestly, <laughs> like I said, my mood changes <laughs> like the wind when it comes to these songs. Uh, I, I'm going to have to say Australia, but. Oh, Portugal and Slovenia as very honorable mentions for me personally. Derek, what about you? Oh man, I was <laughs> wanted to say Norway. You you still sit, you still I can. Still can. No, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted because there's a couple. There's a few songs this week that I think are very very good, as we've talked about. Uh, I'm going to give it to Portugal. I really like what it's doing. I love the vibe. And it's a more adult song, which I enjoy. Eric? Sam, you and I are in sync this week, I think. Uh, I am also going with Australia. It rocks! Yeah! I don't know what Danny could possibly be picking. Pomania! Out <laughs> 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 a doubt in my mind. It would, there are, I, I think, there, there's only two or three other songs that come anywhere close to my love for it. Uh, two, in fact, very close. Uh, I, this is a really, really good contest this year. It I really think we should is. reiterate. Oh. There are a couple of no-brainers in terms of the songs that we don't like, uh, but I think for a lot of us, uh, there is a big variety in the kind of songs that are here and a big variety in the kinds of songs that are going to do extremely well. Mm -hmm. I think it's a beautiful thing that we've seen that trajectory over the past, I guess you could say five to ten years, that a wide variety of songs, both stylistically, linguistically. It, it's it's really not the same contest that it was 20 years ago where you have pop song, pop song, pop song, maybe something a little bit ethnic, maybe a ballad here and there. The, the, the richness and the diversity that we see in the music at Eurovision is something that I'm so, so excited and, and enthralled by. Basel, we cannot thank you enough for joining us today. 
taking time out of out of your your schedule and yeah, the dogs are pounding down the door trying to get your attention and everything like that so we thank you so much for spending your your monday night with us very very glad i did this thank you for <laughs> yeah and we Absolutely. will be we will be keeping an eye on your social media to see when those eps are coming out i'm really excited to okay. see how you're blending all those styles that have have touched your life and and presenting it to to another audience so can't wait to see it and hear it perfect yeah. Uh, for everybody at home, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you can find us on all the normal social media outlets, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all those good stuff, uh, good spots. Uh, and just email us directly at 12 points of America at gmail.com. If you'd like to email us just straight away, uh, we've got another fantastic lineup coming up next week. Uh, we hope you join us, but until then, everybody, I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Eric. I've been Danny and Vasil <laughs> <laughs> and America. Stop, Stop listening, listening now. now. Wow. I don't know what Danny could possibly be. Paulina! <laughs> <laughs>